Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. And with that, the Kansas City Chiefs take the lead 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Eight seconds left to play. And that's how it would end. The Chiefs winning the big game, because I just don't know if you're allowed to say uh, Super Bowl uh, anymore. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us from 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. He is the voice of sports in all of Indiana. Uh, this game, uh, while we both did, I believe, pick the Chiefs to win, this was a higher scoring game than I thought it would be. This game was a little more exciting than I thought it would be. What was your take? No, I thought uh, it was going to be along those lines as well. I think my final, if I remember correctly, Friday, Tony, with you was 31-28 Chiefs, so I thought the Colts are, or the Chiefs are going to win. And it's kind of interesting when you look back at that game last night and a lot of people are making light of, you know, the uh, the holding call and all that. I was okay with all of it, honestly. I really was. Philadelphia, Philadelphia was good, but Philadelphia gave up seven points. I mean, an absolute gift of seven points to the Kansas City Chiefs, up ten at the half, and You've got to put away Kansas City, and honestly, Philly didn't put Kansas City away. Let them hang around. And Mahomes, I don't know what he got. You know, Mr. Miyagi's hand clap in the locker room at the half to get that ankle to feel better. But whatever happened, Tony, they came out in the second half, and it was just Kansas City. That is a team. We know this. You got to put them away, and the Eagles didn't. And obviously, it cost him at the end. You take a look at Jalen Hurts's day: over 300 yards uh, passing, 70 yards rushing. He was the leading rusher uh, for the Eagles, which isn't necessarily surprising. But you'd actually want a better run game than that. We, a lot about the Eagles having the offensive line, like the preeminent offensive line uh, this year, but the run game didn't show that at all. No, no, and uh, listen, I, I, the RPO with Jalen Hurts and what they do, and we'll talk, I'm sure, about Shane Sykin, who runs that thing as the offensive coordinator there in a second, but, I, I mean, you, you got to take advantage of those moments because that gets your quarterback so beat up. We're seeing that now with Josh Allen, are we not, as well. He runs it so much, takes so many hits, and a lot of which are unnecessary, and Tony so's Jalen Hurts, and we've seen this with Andrew Luck with a different story, but we know how that story ends ultimately you just cannot have your quarterback taking that many hits now mind you the way that their offense played out the way that they looked it is absolutely perfect for Jalen Hurts but you're right you need need to get a little bit more out of the backfield and here's the other thing we discovered you have to get yourself a playmaking wide receiver and just like throw it up there in double coverage and see if he comes down with it and he did once being A.J. Brown last night yeah it yeah, was an absolute so nuts. But let me disagree with you on the quarterback thing. Okay. If you've got more and more players saying they're going to retire after six or seven years and it's too much of a risk, et cetera, why not have them running and throwing? It's not that like you're going to keep them around for 12 years anyway. The days of Aaron Rodgers and, and, uh, and uh, Tom Brady are over. 
No, nah, you don't know that, though, Tony. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody knows that right now. And, and that does buy with what I was saying. I mean, that's why you got to take advantage of it last night. That's why that's a huge missed opportunity for Philly last night. There's no doubt you're right about how long the longevity or lack thereof a career is for an NFL player in general. But you got to take advantage of it last night. And I just think down the road you're going to look at teams going, all right, we're, going, we're letting our RPO guys, our run-pass option guys at quarterback, taking such a huge amount of hits. I mean, who knows? You talked about a, a lengthy career in general that maybe is going to be cut short because of that. That's something when you get there, you got to take advantage of it. And when you get further, Tony, down the road, I think you have to minimize some of these hits these guys are taking, which would point the finger at a running game, a more successful running game uh, with actually running backs further down the road. But, yeah, you're right about the uh, the strengthening of the career. But I thought last night that was something Philadelphia had a great opportunity to take advantage of, Tony, and they simply did not. Talking with JMV from 93.5107.5, the fan, the voice of sports in all of Indiana. Let's take it back to Patrick Mahomes, who only threw for 182 yards, and mainly because uh, defense did some of the scoring. You talk about those seven unacceptable points with with Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Eagles, just mishandling the ball. That's all it took. One one little blip. That that's all it took. Um, but Mahomes gets the ankle injury again, so you wonder exactly how ready he was to walking into this game or hobbling in uh, to this game. He does uh, grit it out, which talks a lot about him. The question's going to be, uh, to what level of damage? Exactly what do we think is wrong with that ankle? And is there a look at what the future holds here with that ankle being an issue? No, you know what? I don't know exactly what was was wrong with it, but obviously it was hurt even further when he went into the half. He kind of looked like somebody riding behind a rototiller, so to speak, when he was running off the field at the half right there before the halftime show with Rihanna. It, I don't know if it's something that is going to be long-lasting. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, but I think they did enough, I guess. The training staff, mind you, did right. enough to get them him ready uh, for that second half because – yeah, a lot of quarterbacks would have looked, Tony, under similar circumstances. I think we would agree much worse. Let's look back at Philadelphia now because their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, S-T-E-I-C-H-E-N, yep. is the person that the Colts seem to be looking at as their next head coach. And an announcement that could come today Steichen as head coach. Um, talk to me about this guy. From what you saw in uh, the big game, uh, is he your guy? And from what you've seen from the year, is Shane Steichen the guy? Or is this just, again, more fantasy? Because we've tried an offensive coordinator from the Eagles before. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, when you think about it, from Ryan Grigson to Carson Wentz to Frank Reich, the whole Eagle thing had gone down spectacularly in the past connection with the Colts. But it does look like he's going to end up being it, and, uh, obviously, the offense. And the Eagles have a great offense, no question about it. We saw that on display last night. The problem is, when he comes here, he's not going to have a lot of those working pieces anywhere near for that offense. And we'll see if, you know, ultimately the quarterback that they choose in this draft coming up in the spring, maybe C.J. Stroud of, uh, out of Ohio State. We'll see if they get a chance maybe to move up Bryce Young, somebody like that. But it appears he is going to be the guy – but being the guy as the OC in Philadelphia, Tony, we saw this. He had a number of athletes offensively around him that helped guide him to that. And that's not what he has presently here in Indy. So work in progress, absolutely. But he seems to be the guy, Tony. 
So there's it's not the enemy from from uh, Kansas City. Uh, it's not uh, Aaron. Oh, I forget his name from the from the Lions. Who yeah. man, Lions fans do not want to lose. What is the yeah. one characteristic this guy has that Shane Steichen has that the other guys didn't that makes Ballard and Ursay say, "Yep, he's our guy." Um, I don't know if this plays a role, Tony. I mean, this just could be an easy mark for me right now, but I'm assuming success in the moment is part of it. You know, and Chris Ballard is going to say if it is ultimately him, you know, how he wowed them in these multi-interview settings, whatever, for 11 and 12 hours. But I'm assuming it is the success in the moment with Nick Sirianni as the head coach and a guy that's calling the plays for the Eagles, and we watched you know, exactly how much success they had this season. So, yeah, that's the easy answer is you know, how they look right now in the moment. The more difficult one is we just don't know yet how ultimately he performed in these multi-interview settings that we have heard about over the past month. JMV, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the DriveHubler.com hotline.